Yes. Yes. Sister Debbie for singing that story. Allow me just to give a little bit of emphasis. The alabaster box is usually given to a young lady that is not open until she's married. Very, very costly. Very, very expensive. And once you open it, you cannot, you break it and you pour it out. Notice that I said this when you're married because love is what makes you open up your box. <laughs> love is the only reason that made her pour out and it was a representative of her heart. There's a lot of us who say we love Jesus, but he don't got a heart. For her to press through the criticism, to press through what other people thought, to press through when people don't understand your worship, to press through when other people don't know, don't know why you serve the way you do, to press through when other people think you done lost your mind, to press, to press. I believe what makes you press like that, that you have gotten a glimpse of the love of God for you. It's not about how much we love him. It's that he loved us in spite of us. And when you see that, you can't help yourself. When you see that, you don't mind serving him. When you see that, you don't mind paying the cost of serving the Lord. Thank you, musician. Thank you, Debbie. Thank you for leading us into the presence of the Lord. I could really sit down and say go home, but I, 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 I'm on assignment and I better do what the Lord has told me to do. Coming out of the series, Destructing Idols to Resurrect the Living Christ. Today I want to deal with tearing down to build up our faith of dependency. Philippians chapter 3, verse 1 through 6. And it reads as such in our hearing. Paul is talking, writing from a jail cell. 
but yet in this book he says joy rejoice repeatedly because he's not allowing his circumstances to steal his atmosphere <laughs> he, he still got the joy of the lord in spite of in a bad situation he's still rejoicing Hallelujah. <laughs> Lord, teach us. Lord, teach us. He says, family, my brother, rejoice in the Lord. Not in your circumstance. Not in your bad situation. Not because things are going good or bad. But the fact that you are in the Lord and the Lord is in you and he got you. And then no matter what circumstance you may be in, you should have the ability to rejoice. For me to write the same thing to you is not tedious. He's, he said, I know I keep on saying rejoicing. I know I keep warning you, but, but I'm trying to let you know there is a joy in the Lord that the devil can't steal. <laughs> he says, but for you, it, it is safe for me to remind you, beware of dogs. That is, that those that have come to steal your faith. Beware of evil workers who's dressed up in religion. Beware of the uh, mutilation who's trying to take you back to depend on something else other than Christ. We, we that are in Christ, we are the circumcised who worship God in the spirit, the Holy Spirit. Our spirit connects with his spirit and you get the can't help it. <laughs> There's an overflow of peace, of joy. Rejoice, therefore. Rejoice, there in Christ Jesus. And have no confidence in the flesh. We'll stop right there. Father, even now, hide me behind your Shekinah glory. Hide me behind the glory of Christ. Father, even now, in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. The Judaizers have come to this church that Paul loves and he started, and they are trying to move them off of the first principle of what we believe, which is we are saved by grace, by faith, in Christ alone. Let me say it again. We are saved by faith, by his grace, in Christ Jesus alone, period. You don't add to that. You don't take away from that. 
But if you are looking at being saved, you don't look within yourself, you don't look to yourself, but you look to God. I, I honestly believe, matter of fact, I know this, mercy kept all of us till grace could catch us. <laughs> I don't care how cute you think you are, how righteous you think you are, if the only reason why God didn't judge you when he could have judged you is that God had mercy. And the only reason why we're walking in some of the blessings that we're walking in is not because you all that. It's because God loves you and me in spite of us and he gives us what we don't deserve. How many people want to thank God right now? No, that, that he did it. Nobody, but he did it. He made a way out of nowhere. Matter of fact, you're here right now by his grace. I agree with that song, the, the woman with the alabaster box, the reason why she was willing to go that far is that she saw what the rest of them didn't see. God is trying to turn the light on for us to see how glorious, how majestic, how full of love, how, how, how loving the, the grace of God, the cost that he paid to save you and me. I, I, I guess, see, I know I was a wretch undone. Some of y'all don't know that. <laughs> your, your, your back resume is not like my back resume. But, 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 we, but we, that's where we miss it. We're comparing ourselves to one another instead of allowing the majesty, the holiness of the light of God to shine on us and in comparison to him. Oh, y'all didn't hear that. Not comparison to you. In comparison to him. See, see, I know I look bad compared to most of y'all. But some of y'all think I look good compared to most of y'all. But compared to him. Let me just say this. I hear it in my head. Look up. Don't look around. Look up. Keep looking up to him. And what he will do will give you a divine illumination and revelation of how good he is. Paul is using words that show his, his anger, his, his concern. Because he said, I'm afraid that you are beginning to move from God's grace to self-help. <laughs> I'm afraid you, you're beginning to move from seeing how glorious and high he is to looking at yourself and think you look pretty good. He said, I'm afraid you 
marriages than relationships. I think that this message translates very well today because there's something about us that always want to make ourselves want to add to what God has already done. But let me tell you the danger of that. The, the more you and I look at ourselves, the less we see him. Jesus says, he says, he says, he says, he says, he says there, there's a foundation that I'm giving you in my word. And if you listen to my words, that foundation will keep you steady. That even when the storm comes, because you're on a solid foundation, because I am true, my word is true, my promises are true. So when bad times come, you can still stand on what I say, who I am, what I do. And no matter what the devil throw at you, when the smoke clear, you still be standing. There's some folks in here, humanly speaking, I don't know how you made it. There's some folks in here, I know enough of your story that if, that if, that if other folks knew some half of what you've been through, they would pass out because they can't take what you've been through. And, watch this. And, and the story does not begin because you was that strong. The story begins that God was your help, your strength, your everything, absolute everything. You don't make God your everything till you lost everything else. The deconstructing of our lives mean God is strategically trying to move out of our way anything that we place any confidence in. He's doing it strategically. He's doing it personally. And the reason why he does it, and let me get, can I get real, real? <laughs> when God is moving things out of our life that we hold on to, it hurts. I don't have no keys, but if I had keys, if I had keys in my hand and I'm holding it with all of my strength and God begins to take the keys out my hand, unless I open up my hand, it will cut up my hand because I'm holding on to what he's trying to remove out of my hand because he knows what I have in my hand can't help me. We many times don't understand the process God is taking us through until we get to the other side. During the process, we have the ability to, to reject, get mad, not, watch this, 
respond in the right way. Well, you and I have to be careful about is not to become bitter. Been there. Still come to church, still sing, still preach, but bitter. Matter of fact, matter of fact, I, I'm talking to some bitter people right now. Don't raise your hand. Man, don't raise your hand, man. This is personal. <laughs> but if the truth be known, if we don't allow God to process us through our hurts, through our disappointments, look what Paul says. Look what Paul says. He, say, he says, don't have no confidence in the flesh. No confidence, though I might have confidence in the flesh. If anyone think he may have confidence in the flesh, I'm more. You know what Paul is saying? They're trying to get you to become like them because they are dependent on their human efforts to get them into heaven. He said, that's pride-based. He said, okay, y'all want to play this game? He said, okay, no matter who they say they are, when I was in that game, I was more. <laughs> he said, hold on, hold on. Don't you remember who I am? Who I used to be? He said, he said, if anyone else think he may have confidence, I mean, people will come to you and they will tell you who they are. It's amazing how people claim, hold on to titles, and they think the title make them something. You gotta be careful. It's almost like their title makes you want to bow down. You can never be impressed with a person's resume. That doesn't let you know how close they are to God. Do you know what makes you know whether they walk with God? Is that they're walking not in the gifts of the Spirit, but in the fruit of the Spirit. Do you have the character of Christ? Are, are you loving? Do you show forth goodness, kindness, mercy, patience, long-suffering? Do I sense Christ in you? Oh, see, see, being filled of the Holy Spirit means that you have the character of Christ overflowing in you. The fruit of the Spirit found in Galatians is really the character of Jesus being manifest in us because we got the Spirit of God in us. And if we do that better, Everything else will come. He says, he says, he says, I'm more so. He says, look what he said. He said, regardless of what their resume 
is. Minds was more. What we don't see is this. You know what tied up in this is? We're trying to find significance in what we do. We're trying to find purpose in what we do. We're trying to find, bring meaning and placement. Next verse. Watch him. Watch him. He said, Sir, I was circumcised on the eighth day as a, as a good Jewish little boy supposed to be. He said, I, I am of the stock of Israel. I'm of the tribe of Benjamin. You know what he said? He said, I have no Gentile blood in me. So I'm pure. Well, why is he saying this? Because he's using this comparing, saying, they're coming to you saying you must become Jew. Let me tell you, I was Jew, and I don't use that as, as a way of getting saved. What are we placing our significance on? Here it is. It should be Christ. And some of us need to come up and we see what God says about us because we're allowing what the world did to us to tear us down. But there are some of us who think we all, oh, let me get up on tippy toe, oh. <laughs> And we need to be brought down. What I love about Christ is he put us all on the same level. He, he brings us up, and he says, this is who you are in me. He takes away. I remember when schools was having problems with what kids wore to school. And, and they were, you know, because some would have righteous jeans on. Other ones barely had jeans on. <laughs> some would have, you know, Michael Jordan's. Some would have, in my day, they were called buddies. Oh, y'all know that. <laughs> and you was judged by what your parents could afford. There, there, was, there was, you know, you, know you, didn't, you didn't hang too good with guys that were buddies. You know, in my day, it was Converse. All-star. Oh, I'm going back. But notice how we begin to shuffle for importance, significance, position, simply by what we wear. Know what happened? It's the fall of Christ. It, it, it is when Adam and Eve disobey. They lost their identity. They lost their image. Let me throw a disclaimer out there. People that are not born again no longer has the image of Christ in them because that's what Adam and Eve lost when they fell. And what happens then, that's why we must be born again because the process of being born again, he has placed in you his character. You are impregnated 
with the Spirit of God, which is Christ in you. So you are walking around and you are a little type of Christ out of the temple of God and you are able to manifest the nature of God when you die to yourself. I was, I was, I was, not too long ago, I said, Lord, do everything has to be so hard? <laughs> I can feel some other people feel me. I think I was just talking. I wasn't expecting an answer. But this is what came up in my spirit. Yes. Because Tracy, everything is by faith. Huh? Everything that happens in your life through each day is a choice of whether you're going to trust God or not. It's not arbitrary. God, at every level is a higher level of God says, let me see what you're going to do in this. I'm going to allow this to happen because if you lean in on me, you will find that my grace is sufficient. You will find I'm big enough to keep you, sustain you, bless you, in the midst of it. But, but if you allow whatever it is to take your eyes off of me, then what happens is you're going to miss the blessing that is associated with the opposition. No, that made me realize I have to change my view about trouble. I want a trouble-free life. <laughs> but if trouble don't come, my faith don't grow. My experience with him won't grow. My knowledge of him won't grow. Paul had to deconstruct. And what I mean by deconstruct, he had to throw away all these things that he had his confidence in. Look, 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 he said, I'm a Hebrew of Hebrews. I'm from Benjamin. Concerning the law, I was a Pharisee. I was a boss. Don't you know? Don't you know? He was a religious leader, lawyer. He was, he was on his way to becoming probably the high priest. He said, Concerning zeal, nobody was more zealous of my peers. Matter of fact, I persecuted the church. People were thrown in jail. People died because I thought that they were, I did not know that they were right. I thought they was wrong. And I wanted to show to God how righteous. <laughs> I want to show the people how righteous. I want everyone to see how righteous. Can I go there? 
Can I go down? Whenever I is in the sentence, Christ is not. Whenever we are dependent on self, Listen, concerning the righteousness which is in the law, he said, you could not catch me breaking the law. Hold on. Outwardly. The Ten Commandments and all the laws is based on two, two rules. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor like you love yourself. So he was throwing people in jail. Is that love? Hold on, hold on. Uh, I, I, I am, I am com convinced that we don't love God any more than we love our enemy. Let me show you. There's no way I could consistently love God where I'm allowing my unforgiveness to get in the way. God will make, he keeps bringing up the area that's getting in the way of you and him. You go to prayer about something else and it keeps coming up. God is teaching me, Tracy, don't pray around the issue. Go to the issue and ask me to help you with the issue. I never told you that you could do it yourself. But if you ask me, I will show you I will empower you. I will teach you. And in spite of them, let me be your keeper. Let me be your helper. Last week, last week, last week, I, 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 I didn't finish about Paul and Silas in Acts. I, I think it's Acts 16. I, I, I didn't finish it. So I want to go back and deal with this because this seems impossible. They're human like you and I. Here they are doing what God told them to do, so apparently God put them in this position. Here they are being obedient, and all of a sudden people are coming at them, trying to beat them trying to cast on them lies and, 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 and insinuations. And here they are. Now they are in the hands of the Roman soldiers, and they got beat with metal rods. <laughs> How can I say this? Many of us would have quit right there. <laughs> That's enough. We have to work through being offended when people are offended by your faith. Uh, let, let me break this down more. 
people, the closer you get to Jesus, the more his presence and favor on you are going to offend folk. Without separating yourself, your relationship with Jesus separates you. Listen, 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 listen. This is some hard stuff right here. This is, this is, this is, this is about, Lord, uh, can, can God trust us when our faith makes us an outcast? Can God trust us when just because you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and want to serve him, you get talked about? You know, those things that we used to do with our buddies and you can't do no more? You know those funny cigarettes that now they call them loud and stuff? And God said, you can't smoke that? For those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, it's marijuana, but now they have given name to marijuana, and there's some marijuana called loud, and believe me, it's loud. <laughs> but, but as God is dealing with you, guess what he does? Stuff start falling. What you say? What you say? Thank you to God. Hallelujah, that stuff starts falling off. So you must be one of those that back then did some of that, but it fell off. God will begin to, I tell people this, don't work to get rid of that by strength. Lean more into Jesus and stuff starts falling off. Don't get frustrated with trying No, because it's not by your strength. As, as you lean in, there's a change. There's a transformation that takes place. Matter of fact, you won't even recognize yourself after a while. Here they are, and they must have been men. They must have been through some stuff before because you don't get here overnight. They, they've been through some stuff. They've been through some persecution. They, they, have, they have learned to, 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 in the midst of trouble, make a choice to give God praise. They are beaten. They are thrown in the most inner part of the dungeon where there is no light. And, and listen, don't think the devil wasn't speaking. Don't think that the devil wasn't laughing and said, now what you think about your Jesus? Won't he do it? When trouble here, won't his voice get louder when you're going through situations? Won't he start talking smack? Do you know what Paul and Silas did? They started talking smack back. Our Bible said they started praising and singing. I said, at the midnight hour. Now, this, this was funny because temperatures go up in the midnight hour. 
Pain hurt more in the midnight hour. Satan start talking more smack in the midnight hour. When the lights are out, you can spit when you are not busy. It seems like the trouble gets worse. Look what they did. Let me say this. Don't take what the devil say lying down. Don't sit there and keep listening to his junk. You have a mouth. You got, you got a mind. You need to reach back and pick up a song. You need to reach back and pick up some scripture. You need to open up your mouth and start praising God in spite of because our God is a in spite of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe that we got the ability to change the atmosphere. You don't let getting down and depressed stay on you. Get up. Open up your mouth. Look to the hills from which cometh your help because your help coming from the Lord. Stir up. Turn to him and say, stir up the spirit. Stir up your joy. Stir up your purpose. Stir up. They woke up everybody in the jailhouse because they're wondering What's wrong with these folks? They must be crazy. They done lost their ever-loving mind. They just been beat. They in the intersection of the jail. They're laying on their open sores. They in mud. Their feet is in stocks. And they have the audacity to start praising and singing. Watch this out loud. You know what? Don't matter if they don't understand your praise. Don't matter if they don't know why you shout. Don't matter why you raise your hand. They don't know what you've been through. They don't know what it took to save you. They don't know how good God's been in your life. They don't know. They don't know. They in the midst of all this, I think God got happy. The shifting start happening that there was a personal earthquake that happened to the jailhouse. And the Bible said all the doors were open. The stocks fell off. All of a sudden, the jailer said, give me a torch because it's dark down there. He about ready to kill himself because he was told if you lose one, you're going to die. So you're about ready to kill us. And Paul said, wait a minute. Don't kill yourself. But I said, not only is Paul and Silas here, but all the prisoners are here because they're ca- they are captivated by the presence, by the presence, by the presence, by the presence of God. Listen, listen. God shouldn't always have to change your circumstance 
you should get in his presence and the presence of God will keep you in the circumstance. The power of God is not only can he deliver you, but God can keep you. People will wonder why you're making it, how you going through what you're going through. Don't say you're strong. Don't say you just have a constitution. Tell them the power, the power, the power, the power of Jesus is holding me. God on purpose will put your situation on front street. <laughs> People will ask you questions of, 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 of why. People will wonder, and, and, and some people will say, well, you must be doing something evil. You know, they, they, Job's friends, all of them didn't die. <laughs> There's some Job friends today. But somebody is going to say, is that the power of God? Is that what's keeping you? That's why you still got peace in an adverse situation. Is that why you give God praise? And I know what you're going through. I know how you hurt. But you lift up holy hands. Look to the hills where we come with your help. And you consistently say thank you. I don't understand, because that's not by human power. There must be, there got to be a God somewhere. The jailer came in, and he looked at them, and he heard them, and he sensed the presence of God, and he said, I want to know the God that you know, because if God can do this in your situation. If God can keep you and give you joy and give you peace and give you a song in, in your situation, your God is God. And I want to know him. Is your God God? I know, I know, I know you don't like it. I know God got you in a place you wish you wasn't in. But wait on him. Have an expectation on him. Keep praising him. Keep saying thank you, thank you, thank you. Somebody's watching. Somebody said, my God. Their God must be God because there's no way they could do what they're doing. Talk to your neighbor. My God is God. Do you know him? Do you know him? Do you know him? Do you know him? 
tears running down your eyes. He's still good. I'm almost through. I don't know how he does this, but God's presence can come in and come on you and give you joy and give you peace, give you satisfaction without changing anything. He said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will not leave you alone. He said, I will be there. He said, I will be your help. I will be your strength. I will be everything you need me to be. Quit looking at people. Quit looking at situations. Look to the God that sits high but reaches low. I have ministers that are ready to pray with you. To let you get in touch with the real God, not religion, but the God that made you, created you, know everything about you, and love you in spite of you. Those that are at home, you can accept Jesus right now, right where you are. I just, I just, in a bedroom, I said, Lord, I choose you. I choose you. I know you died. I, I know you got it. Lord, I choose you. And, 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 and I, everything changed. Still was smoking a little bit. Still was drinking a little bit. But as I leaned in, stuff started falling off. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Won't he do it? He loves you. He's calling you. For those in the house, you feel this nudge. That's the Holy Spirit. I got ministers, I got ladies that's ready to minister with you, pray with you. And if you obey that nudge, that's the power of the Holy Spirit. God is calling you. He is nudging you. They will meet you and pray with you and show you how to make contact with him. Would you stand with me? Would you stand with me? Hold somebody's hand. Hold, hold somebody's hand. Oh. Oh. Matter of fact, even as I'm praying, you pray for the person next to you. Father, 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 Father. We all should be saying like Lena, God is with me. God has been there. You have showed up. We say thank you. Because all of us has had a but God experience. You have proven over and over how much you love us. Help us to quit looking at circumstance. 
situations, people, and help us to set our eyes on you. Lord, you've been good. In spite of us, you've been good. Lord, you made a way out of nowhere for all of us. Today, help us to stay set, steadfast. 